God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. All right, well, here we are. I'm okay, you're okay. I'm not okay, you're not okay. Christmas edition. Christmas has happened. Santa Claus came. He came down the chimney, as we all know. I mean, someone had to eat the cookies. Someone had to feed those carrots to something. So, logical conclusion, Santa Claus. And uh, it was a nice time. I'm back in town from Birmingham. You're back in town from Houston. This is what I deduced, because I had to look in the chimney to make sure that the uh, flute or whatever it's... I'm just going to say a thing called, instead of using the vulgar term fucking. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, So I was checking that out, and I realized, dude, I think I may have solved the Slender Man dilemma. Okay. Santa is the Slender Man. Because he ain't getting down that chimney, dude, all fat, like they portray him in the movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way. Because it's a tiny hole. That's what she said. Oh, boy. Well... Here's about, where my, was, about my butthole when she tried to stick her dick in it. Right. About your anus. When you were when doing she, your pegs when you were doing your peg sesh. Well, she was putting her dick in my butt and she goes, That's a tight hole. Yeah. We all know about your Christmas peg sesh. It's hey, tail told it around comes, the world. It comes once a year. Right. It's called the Yuletide. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what they were smart about doing though. Here the Santa apologists. They, Dude, I'm listening. It's it's just like Christianity. It's it's impossible to refute because here's what they're saying. They're like, it's magic to begin with. So we can do anything we fucking want. Is he too fat to get under chimney? Yeah. But then he makes himself thin through magic or he makes your chimney big through magic. If you accept the first thing, anything goes. It's 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 chef's kiss brilliant. Yes, it's it is. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Like a diamond shining in the sun. Because it just makes no sense to to get all reasonable about the chimney if you're going to accept that it might be true because anything's possible with santa that's why so many people love it here's what i've discovered about flying reindeer yeah uh and i learned this from watching wonder woman by the way have you watched wonder woman just came out on hbo max yesterday no this is my grade for wonder woman 84 F minus. I was going to give it an F, and then I was like, nah, let me just give it an F minus to make sure people understand how I feel about it. It was a movie that from the very first sentence I knew it was going to be bad, but then I couldn't understand how bad it was going to be. And then as it got as bad as it got, I was like, what? And then, dude, I actually went on Rotten Tomatoes to find out. Like, I figured my my guess would have been like critics maybe – five and then maybe audience score seven Mm -hmm. and it was something crazy dude i'm just gonna look it up man because it was crazy this is just turning into a rotten tomatoes podcast well i mean we we look i could have told you i could have told you the movie was bad because i know what it's called it's called wonder Wonder woman Woman 84 and none of those movies are good well the first wonder woman was bad it was really bad sure of course Um, it was and this one took what was bad about the first one and kept all of that and then added new bad elements. How do you think they got it so wrong? I don't, dude, I don't know how they got it so wrong, 
But dude, listen to these Rotten Tomato scores and then start crying and then sop up all the tears with a rag and then FedEx me that rag because I need it for my tears. Okay. Because I've already used up all the rags in the house with all my tears and they're sopping wet and can't soak up any more tears. So the critics tomato meter, 65, which is ridic. And then the audience score, which leads me to believe that there has been a fucking retardo NATO that has hit the country. And everybody that watched it got swooped up and went to the Wizard of Does. 73. 73% of the people that watched Wonder Woman 84 didn't think it was the stupidest piece of shit they've ever so seen. So I guess judging by your precious Rotten Tomatoes, it's better than you think it is. No, it's definitely not better. Dude, it was so terrible. Yeah. Like, I, I was I watching you. it. Unfortunately, I watched it alone. I wish I could have watched it with vampires because at some point I would have said, please kill me, murder me, just murder me before this show ends. And they would have done it because they're fucking vampires, dude. They don't give a fuck, dude. They just want to eat you. How's Gal Gadot looking in it? Fucking good. Well, there you go. Price of admission. That might be why it got such a high score. It's not, dude. I'll look at a picture of Gal Gadot for three or four minutes. Well, look, it's it's like music. It's like anything. People like people like stuff that's not very good. And I would I would bet you that a lot of the people who watched it would willing be willing to admit it's not, you know, the Godfather. But I bet they'd say something like, but it was fun and this year sucks and it was just fun. It's the escapism thing. Dude, it was so it was moment after moment where I was just going, What? Dude, moment from the very beginning. I was just like, what? It was cliche after cliche. Anyways, I decided before this podcast that I wasn't going to complain or tell people what my opinion was. And all I've done is complain and tell people my opinion. So let's begin again. Because it's the new year. It's 1984, baby. Why'd you put that unreasonable perimeter on yourself? That's what the podcast is, is talking about your opinions. That's true. Anyways, it's a new... hey. It's a new year. It's 1984. So let's celebrate. I'm celebrating. I wore my party outfit. Can't you see Dude, it? Dude, you got your party clothes on. I don't know what to say because I was like, I didn't know we were going to have this kind of a party. Otherwise, I would have worn my party clothes. I just wore my jam jams. You just wore a Nirvana sweatshirt. I wish it was. It's uh, Theo Vaughn. Well, that's like the Nirvana logo. It's Well, he stole it. <laughs> You don't say a smiley face. <laughs> Do you ever put any tobacco in that pipe, or is it just a prop? Dude, I've ne- I w- Dude, I want to put tobacco in this pipe so bad. I used to love. I used to love smoking pipe tobacco. Yeah, you don't inhale it. It's just taste. Here's the thing, though. This is fine. Yeah. Just like. On it. Yeah, it's fine. It it solves. It does what I need it to do, yeah. which gives me something to do with my mouth. The old Freudian oral fixation. Did you get anything good from Santa Claus? I mean, you know, a couple of gift cards, but I'm an adult. I don't I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I got a, you know, I got a couple of records that I asked, you know. It's hard when you're an adult. We're an adults. We're adults and we share money. So whenever we want crap, we go buy it. It's hard to 
be surprised. Did you get my gift? I didn't get your gift. Oh, it's on its way. It's it, it's not very exciting. Don't 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 get your. It's not cool. Or is anything. it a Rotten Tomatoes guide? Well, dude, it's a, it's a spoiler, Rotten Tomatoes spoiler alert. <laughs> what I did was I took my hundred least favorite movies and hundred favorite movies, and I printed all out. I printed out each page of Rotten Tomatoes, and then I bound it together with just glue. And then I sent that to you, and I called it Bob's RTs. My friend Paul was telling me that his uncle collects pens and wrote a book, self-published, about pens, and gave it to Paul for Christmas, and then charged him for it. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, my favorite (laughs) thing that anybody's ever given me was my friend... I'm going to use that word as loosely as I possibly okay. can. Right. <laughs> this guy that I used to play in a band with, his name will remain unnamed okay. for legal reasons. But this dude used to do acid like four or five, four or five times a week back when I knew him, when I was playing with him. This was back in the 80s and 90s. And he eventually wrote a book. Of course, not even self-published, dude. Just self-printed at Kinko's with you know with the uh, the spiral binder, right? The little plastic thing. Yeah, and he gave it to me, and it was called UFO Encounters on Acid, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just him like doing acid and thinking that he saw UFOs, and then writing about it. I'm there, I dude. I was afraid to touch it, like when he handed it to me, like I. I took it and then I got rid of it immediately because I was like, this thing probably has acid on it. Do you it. still have it? No. Uh, I immediately disposed of it. So that's what he gave to all his buddies that year. I don't know if he gave it to everybody. I, I accidentally ran into him somewhere. And he asked you what your favorite part of the book was <laughs> all these years later. <laughs> Dude, he had not aged well. This was like 20 years after the fact. Yeah. And he was like teeth. There were some teeth that were missing and. I mean, I barely recognized him. And he was like, dude, I, I just wrote this book. I want to give it to you. And I was like, okay. And then I was afraid to touch it. I uh, I had to have like an emergency car repair thing the day after Christmas down in Birmingham. And the guy who fixed my car was so nice, you know, very touching. He didn't charge me for some of the stuff he did, the whole Merry Christmas thing. All great, right? Power, magic of Christmas and the human spirit. He didn't have any front teeth. And I found that very hard. It was hard to deal with a little bit. No big deal. Do you even use your front teeth, though? Except for to smile? You, you No, you use it to tear food. I feel like I could get by with just my molars. Yeah, well, obviously he is. I mean, he didn't look like he hadn't been eating. Um, but Was he was he chunky? He'd been having a good time in the kitchen. But he was missing. Dude, like is there four, anybody four that lives in teeth. Birmingham who's not chunky? <laughs> good. Hey, good question. It's uh, it's getting rare. I feel like seeing thin people in general is rare. Like I, I remember when I was flying more for my job to see. Here are the two rarities you would see at the airport. Both depressing. A thin person. You're like, wow, look, a thin person. Weird. And someone reading a book. Oh, you're never going to see anybody reading a book. You'd no. see someone reading a book, and automatically, I was like, that person has to be intelligent. It doesn't matter. They could be reading the Twilight series or fucking. Fifty Shades of Grey. The fact that they're choosing to use this time, not stuffing their face in their phones, to read a book, it, it made me want to cry. It was amazing. Meanwhile, I'm looking into my phone, but I appreciated that they were reading the book. Dude, you know where you won't ever in the, ever see 
like seeing a, a thin person in this place is like literally like seeing a unicorn. Have you ever been to Las Vegas, dude? Oh yeah, many times. There's nothing but fat people. Like you think, oh, Las Vegas, that'll be cool. And then you get there and you're like, who opened up a citywide Kmart? I remember doing a show with you in Reno because it's just casinos attract very, very sad people. The it's country all sadness. The country guy that I play with forever, we did a lot of casinos, a lot of casino gigs. And not even cool ones in Vegas. I'm talking like Indian reservations in Minnesota and shit. And I mean, I probably played every single one of them. And the nice thing about those gigs is the hotel rooms are always right there in the venue. And usually the venues are nice. They're like theaters. But uh, there's just a lot of downtime because in between sound check, you're just in a casino. That's You have to walk through the casino to, you know, to use your meal coupon to eat lunch. Your hotel's there. And I don't think I've ever seen anyone smiling or having a good time in a casino. It's... Very depressing. Dude, can I ask you a real serious question, though? Yeah. How much masturbation do you think goes on in an Indian casino hotel room? The same as any hotel room. 100% of it. 100% <laughs> masturbation. Dude, people have a really... People have a weird psychological response to hotel rooms. <laughs> 100% masturbation. I have a friend in the hotel industry. Oh, and, I got here. Dude, this is the one I've been waiting for. Well, first of all, people trash the rooms on the reg. People have a, people have a, people take out a lot of really strange, um, suppressed anger in hotel rooms. They do really sort of amazingly horrible things to those rooms for that. So that's number one on the reg. That's normal. Not flushing the toilet, just treating. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a psychological issue that should be studied. Number two, um, the the this is pre-internet when this was really happening, but the porn, you know, they can see who's ordering the porn because people order it. They got to pay for it. And they, uh, my dude who worked in a hotel in the South said that anytime, and he's not knocking religion or anything like that. He's just reporting the fact. Anytime there was some sort of religious convention in the hotel or near the hotel, Porn numbers were insanely uh, high because I'm telling you, people people see a hotel room as some sort of portal to nihilistic freedom because they don't have to clean it up, they don't own it, and there's an anger that comes out for people in hotel rooms. Dude, I love when I'm leaving a hotel, walking down the hallways and looking in the rooms that they're cleaning up. I do and too. I've seen shit that's mind boggling. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Dude, I always clean up my room. I always sure, me too. I I I don't mean I don't make the bed, but I like pick up any trash, throw it in the trash can. I I take all my towels, put them in the bathtub, flush the toilet. If yeah. there's any hair in the sink, I make sure I get all of that out of there. I just make it look presentable and then I leave like, you know, a five dollar bill. Yeah, well, most people don't know that you're supposed to tip in, in every hotel room. I don't do that because I stay in so many. But I definitely never trash them. I don't even get them dirty. I usually just sleep in them, watch TV. Yeah. I just figure like this is a human being coming into this room. Yeah. And they got to deal with it. Yeah. But I think there's a dehumanizing aspect to it when people consider who has to clean it up. No. Yeah. I think too, when I was younger, definitely when I was drinking and I was younger, we used to kind of fuck up hotels. Like we'd have parties in them. I also we'd, did we'd that. Kinda, yeah. We'd kind of fuck them up a little bit. But you get a pass when you're, I mean, when I was- 
24 and in a rock band we trashed a couple of hotel rooms just to try it on yeah it's like part all, of the myth all, of yeah, being in a rock band yeah it's what all my heroes band. did right. and then you do it and it's like anything that's part of the rock myth it's empty and doesn't do anything well then oh, if, my, you, if you have any empathy you're like oh oh this sucks yeah this is gonna suck for the person coming in here have you ever gotten a hotel room where you know they give you your key or whatever and you go to your room but it's they fucked it up and they gave you a room they haven't cleaned yet. I've had rooms where something, they missed something. <clears throat> I went into a hotel room one time and was getting, you know, usually when you get off the bus, you got to poop because you haven't pooped for a while because you can't poop on the bus. Right. And so I'll get in the room to take my poop and I look, and luckily I kind of looked at this, like it was a glance at the seat and something caught my eye. That was a, like something was weird about it. I couldn't figure out what it was, but it made me stop long enough to kind of take a closer peek. And somebody had completely covered the toilet seat with Vaseline. <laughs> like it was slathered with Vaseline. And I was about to was sit your dad on it. there. Was your dad there? Dude, I immediately, I was like, hey, I need a new room. I don't want this room cleaned. I want a different uh. room. I've been into rooms. I can't think of details, but I've been to rooms where there was one or two things that were so bad that I had to get out of there and get a new room. Um, dude, speaking of the going number two when you're on tour, one of the tricks I used to do a lot was, you know, you'd wake up and the bus would just be parked somewhere, main, and not at a hotel that we were at, maybe just killing time before going to the venue or whatever. But this trick, I think it was Jay Thomas who taught me this. He was like, dude, use the hotel lobby of whatever hotel you're next to. It doesn't matter if you're a guest. They don't know. They don't know. And you learn that and you, you go in because the hotel lobby bathrooms are usually ghost towns. So I would just really get a kick out of going in there, being able to have some privacy, coming out with a fucking USA Today and an apple. <laughs> like, I'm not a guest there. No. I'm just enjoying the, I'm enjoying the lobby sitch. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a, yeah. And especially if it's a, like, if it's a Holiday Inn Express, they have Hampton. no idea. Yeah. Hampton Inn or something. Yeah. They don't know. Yeah. That's kind of the hack if you're in New York City and you have to pee. Because if yeah. you go into a Starbucks, you're going to have to wait in line. But you can really go to a, a hotel, and the fancier, the better, and just yeah. walk in like, you, like you're staying there and just go use the, well, the lobby bathroom. If you look like us, you have to gauge. You can't choose super fancy because it, it, it has to look like you sh would be there. Well, it can't be like a boutique hotel where right. there's only a few people. Like it has to be a giant hotel. But you could right. go into like the Four Seasons or you know, a really nice hotel like that as long as it's big and just walk right in and use Another it. Another poor man's hack I used to do all the time is to save per diem is we'd be eating the free breakfast in the hotel and I would take these little sandwich bags and I would fill up the sandwich bags with the food from the breakfast. So I'd get like toast, jelly, peanut butter, a couple of oranges, and that would be lunch. Have I ever, have we ever talked about, so here's the deal. If you're on a, on a tour bus, you can't go number two on the tour bus. That's like the rule. Cause basically if you do, eventually the whole bus will smell like poop. Cause it doesn't go anywhere. It goes to the bottom of the bus and yeah. a holding tank. And, you know, and especially, you know, you got like sometimes, nine, 10, 11 people on the bus. And if everybody's pooping on the bus, it's real bad news. So the, the rule always is no solids on the bus. But every once in a while, you'll be in a situation where there's no, ho you're not parked in front of a hotel. You got to poop. And there's no way around it. And if that happens, you got to do this thing called bag of shame. 
Do you know what that is? You know what that well, is. Well, we call it we call it a hot bag. Or you can call it a hot bag, yeah. Because that's so what it is. The way it works is what you do is you 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 lift the seat up in the toilet, you line it with a, a trash bag, then you put the seat back down, then you do your business, then you pull the seat up, you take the bag out, and then you put that in another bag. Because obviously the outside of that bag's got pee and you know, toilet in it. So then once you put it in the other bag, you lock it up, and that thing's like, you know, you can handle it. It's, you know, hygienic. As long as you have a hazmat suit, yeah. <laughs> and then you can take that, walk off the bus, and put in the nearest trash can, and nobody's the wiser. But here's what I found out about the hot bag. I've only had to do it once. I did it in New York City one time. I've never had to do it. And uh, this is what I discovered. The hot bag, real heavy. <laughs> Dude, it's so heavy. You can't, first of all, you got to go. So you know you've got a big load, but you're also peeing. So the, the combination of the pee and the poop is crazy heavy. Like you won't even believe how heavy the bag is. This is disgusting, by the way. <laughs> it's like Merry somebody, Christmas. It's like somebody put four irons in a bag. Merry and then, Christmas to <laughs> all and to all a good night. <laughs> Santa, Santa's got that four iron hot bag that he's got to dispose of. And dude, you put that in the trash and you feel like a goddamn ghost. Like you feel like a ghost that just went into the queen's mansion and then gave her a kiss <laughs> at night and then left, <laughs> left and said, I'll see you soon. You old lady. I used to tour with a guy who had Crohn's and uh, he, he had pretty bad flare ups. And if he had a flare up, you know, we were in the middle of nowhere. It was just, hot bag city and uh <laughs> i mean he's the only guy i've really ever seen do it because he was you know he was sick he had a disease but he never he never pulled the bus over and gentlemanly placed it into a receptacle he would twist tie it and throw it out the window oh my god he did he really did dude people that throw shit out of the window I, every once in a while i'll see it and when i see it i'm like it's amazing right it reminds me that there are people that are just straight up animals. Degenerates, I know. When you see it, the worst is when you go into a truck stop bathroom and you will walk in there <laughs> and for some reason, somebody has taken shit and just thrown it on the walls, yeah. thrown it or on the floor. It's on, it's on the floor. And you're like, what the fuck happened in here? How did this happen? I'm telling you, I don't have any research to back this up for i'm a lowly songwriter but i i'm telling you man there is a rage in people that comes out in weird ways in other people's bathrooms people people have i don't i would love to see a study on this people act really weird about their pee and their poop in rooms that they know someone else has to clean it's tied to some kind of power it may be the only power they have in their horrible lives. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe their lives are so horrible, the only thing they can do is fucking go crazy. It's shit on, it's shit on the some, floor. Yeah. It's so weird. I know. I know. <laughs> this, is, this is what we like to do right after Christmas. We like to yeah. talk about shit. Well, it is sort of like a you know metaphorical cleansing, isn't it? It's like a, this is our metaphorical... Because this, is this the last episode of the year? No, we got one more after this. Yeah. It's considered sort of like a, a metaphorical podcast enema. We're just getting clean, baby. 
We're cleaning it out. How about the weird thing about 2020, which is it felt like every day felt like forever, and yet the year has passed by in the blink of an eye. That's true all the time, though, isn't it, as we get older? I feel like this year it was even more so because... Like normally throughout the year, I'm traveling. So I'm going to new places. I'm seeing new things. I'm experiencing new things. My mind has to like go, what is that? Oh, how do I get to this place? So I'm thinking and I'm experiencing stuff. And so it fills up the year with with things that I've, I haven't done before. And you have a schedule and you say, well, tomorrow I'll do this. And then next Tuesday I'm doing this and we're going to be here. And that fills up so much of the crevices of life in the sidewalk. Well, but this year, they were all just... It's just the same day over and over again. Like, yeah, I'm in the same place day. doing the same thing every day. Yeah. So I don't even... I'm not really experiencing anything new ever. And so even though, like, literally, a day seems to take forever, nothing really happened. And then, now we're here at the end of the year, and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, it just is gone. Like, it vanished. So weird. What do you think about the idea? We're dealing with this with the Metallica podcast. Maybe you're dealing with it with the song game. You know, there's this really interesting idea that the podcast has really helped a lot of people get through the year. It's been in a chaotic year. This is, we talked about this when, uh, when March happened and things got really, things began to get really weird and scary. And we didn't know what was going to happen this year. I'm, I'm, suddenly struck by how relieved I am that we're on the other side of at least that first scary part where we didn't know what would happen. At least now we're seasoned in this nightmare. But remember, we were like, hey, let's just start doing two a week because it's going to provide something for us to look forward to. And I think our listeners too, you know, some something to anchor to in a really wild year. I feel oh, yeah. pretty, I feel pretty grateful for it. I feel like it's pretty cool. I, Dude, I love it. I love looking forward to doing this and uh, I, yeah, podcasts have gotten me through the year for sure. There's a few podcasts I listen to, and uh, they they've got me through it. You know, they're like my company every day. Right, totally. We did get a new patron. I wanted to say thanks to Jason Beret, who I recognize from Metal Up Your Podcast. Thank you for jumping on the Patreon train. We appreciate that. Uh, I guess the postcards are coming any day now. Have you still not gotten the postcards from me? No. Well, they're on their way. <clears throat> And as soon as those come, I have a whole database. Everyone has, if you're a patron and you haven't done this yet, you need to send us a DM on Patreon. You can figure out how to do it. It's just figured out. It's over there somewhere. You can send us a private message with the PO box or whatever address you don't mind us having. And we're going to get those out ASAP, but they're made. Bob's already signed them. I'm signing them. They're pretty cool. They're pretty pretty cool. I mean, they're going to be worth millions of dollars uh, long after you're dead, but they will be worth a lot at some point. And people will be like, what is this? And 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 your grandchildren will be like, well, my great granddad used to listen to these guys. Oh, are you talking about Bob and Clint from I'm Okay? Oh, of course. We all know who they are because they're as famous as Picasso. Yeah. Though you're about the guys who were chiseled into marble in front of every uh, municipal building in every city of America? Because, yeah, I know those guys. And you have a postcard of theirs that they signed with their actual fingers? Can I buy that for $100,000? Can you imagine being, you probably can't imagine this because you're an artist. Can you imagine being Michelangelo and chiseling out David's little dick and balls 
on that statue. Dude, they're not they're not little. They're only little in comparison to the rest of that statue. In real life, giant dick. But I mean, the statue's like twenty feet tall. But imagine him putting all the the detail in the you know and the contours of the scrotum. Right. Michelangelo. You know Michelangelo lived to be like into his eighties. That's pretty old for that time, huh? Uh I I I don't think so. I mean, I think people if they made it past a certain age, they would live to be pretty old. But also, I mean, this is a dude who was pretty active his whole life. Like he was you know, he was carving, he was holding a big hammer and hitting it with, you know, holding a chisel and hitting it with a hammer f- for, you know, 60 years. So he was in pretty good shape. Well, we'll file that under the uh, things, you, things you didn't know, things you thought you knew, but you didn't know. Because here's what we also are, an educational podcast. Yeah, we here's what we first. do. We like to first get, we entertain. First, we like to hand out anecdotes about poop. Then we like to come on, we like to follow that with some hard and fast facts we like mm. to follow that up with just some straight up hard facts as hard as michelangelo's david's little Dude, dick and balls you can say it's small you can say it's big you can say <laughs> whatever you want about that small. dick but here's what it definitely is hard as fuck dude that's hard as rock hard as marble just like our podcast it's actually a metaphor for the podcast. You, some people think it's small. Some people think it's big compared to what else is going on. But here's what it definitely ain't soft. Dude, here's what my dick is when I pull it out at a party. Here we go. Hard as marble. <laughs> Rigor mortis has set in, huh? <laughs> and people are like, why is your dick hard as marble? Because it's it looks flaccid as fuck. I'm like, I know it looks flaccid as fuck, but it's hard as marble. <laughs> it's a little thing Feel called it. an optical illusion. <laughs> feel it. And they're like, that's not hard as marble. Ah! Made you feel it, bitch. Hey, hey guess what? We got to get out of here. <laughs> All right. I had such a good time. It flew. Hey, listen, you can support us by leaving a positive review on iTunes. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash I-O-K. If you want these postcards, a couple songs me and Bob wrote early access and special shit, all that's over there. Plus, you get to sleep at night knowing that you're supporting your favorite podcast. And you can go check out our other podcast. Bob has the song game. I have Metal Up Your Podcast. Merry Christmas. We'll see you before the new year. Peace. Peace. (laughs)